This podcast is part of the A3K Network. For more information, visit www.anime3000.com. Warning. The views and opinions expressed by this producer are not necessarily the views and opinions expressed by Anime 3000, its producers, partners, or affiliates. Listener discretion is advised. I love that song. Hey, everybody. How you doing? It's me. It's Cody Fire. I'm back. Recently back from my A3K podcast review where I've got a bunch of people on the internet yelling at me for hating an awful, awful show. And rightfully so. Rightfully so for the, me hating the awful show, not for the yelling. You can't defend that damn show. Uh, anyway, we're here. We're back at the other side. Uh, we were out Last week, a little bit of a missing Alex. He had a life, things to do, and uh, it was a little last minute, so I was not able to procure a guest host. These things happen when you, you see when you have a podcast run by people with with a life. <laughs> but, uh, Unfortunate I, side effect, yes. Yes. <laughs> see, he spoke. He spoke before I introduced him. Damn you, Alex. <laughs> this is the other side. He's Alex Barry. You've already heard him before the formal introduction. You've ruined the whole episode, you son of a bitch. Yes, well, uh, sorry about that, folks, but, uh, I am Ben Affleck. I was going, I should have said Ben Affleck. God, that's been bugging me for two weeks. Remember the last podcast we did when you wanted me to, uh, give you the name of a really crappy actor and I couldn't think of anybody? <laughs> They call that a TV tropes would call that a brick joke. Hey, <laughs> no, but I should have said Ben. A- I I can't believe I forgot about Ben Affleck. Well, no, Ben Affleck was okay in Kevin Smith's stuff. Well, that's I liked him in that. But I liked him in that. He had a good kind of casual thing going. Well, I mean, his overall body of work. I mean, he seems to be a fine director. That's true. That's but true. Uh, every time he gets in front of the camera, goddamn. I think he really works in that. I think that's why he was good in Kevin Smith's movies. He works in that casual kind of thing where he doesn't have to, well, like, I mean, he, do... can, he can play himself okay. It's just yeah, when you I ask think him that's to why be he, someone else. I think, I think that's why he works in Kevin Smith's movies. He's largely playing himself. Yeah. So, which, I yeah. mean, yeah, yeah, most people can do that, but, mm-hmm. But, uh, well, that was a tangent. Anyway, the other side. We got a new subject today, don't we, Alex? Uh, do we? No, Alex. I, I skipped the we, we email start, you sent me, so I'm, I'm, we start, I'm just kind of We started down. a new podcast. We started a new format for the other side. We're going to talk about absolutely nothing. I mean, you've already brought up Ben Affleck, and we had a little thing on that. We're just going to do an hour of absolutely positively nothing. Just no subject, no nothing. Just tra-la-la-la-la, tangents, tangents, tangents. Yeah, it worked for Seinfeld. <laughs> Works for me, apparently, with my way of podcasting. Maybe. No, we actually, we actually do have a subject. A little subject. You may remember. Remember when we talked about web manga? Uh, unfortunately, yeah, I, I do remember that. Or really, just anime-styled web comics. Mm-hmm. Well, we're 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 bringing it back, Alex. Because oh, there's shit. so there's so many more out there that we didn't get to touch on that we really should. They're they're a surprising number online anymore. You you, you wouldn't think that uh, people would still be putting up with this shit, but putting yeah. up with it, they, they lap that shit up. Yeah, that's yeah, that, they, they that's do. some 
That's some lucrative bullshit. Uh, people will pay you money just to be familiar and pander to them. Trust me, Gynax has made a career out of it. Yeah. Why aren't we making the, money off of this? We 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 need to be uh, pandering to niche audiences more. Well, because our audience uh, tends to not be retarded, which uh, is why they're they're listening to this podcast and not some of the other podcasts out there that you know just play a bunch of J-pop and like didn't anime news this week. You know. <laughs> uh, That's I like how you're targeting no one in particular with that uh, slam. <laughs> I'm actually not. Well, no, I'm not targeting anyone in particular. I am targeting no one in particular because that is half the anime podcasts out there. Yeah. Which makes this that the other side. See, that's what, we're, that's what we do. We haven't even talked about the damn subject yet. Web manga. Web manga. We, we got more of them, people. And these are fucked up. Yeah, See, the are. other ones we talked about were just stupid as hell. But these are special because they're fucked up. Like, the first one is made by a guy I don't think he knows what a vagina looks like. I think he is so pent up that the vagina is like like the holy grail or the mystic, like a mystic treasure spoken only of in legends. I've heard tales of the vagina. I, I hear tell that the other, that the, the, the human type that won't talk to me, the curvy ones, they possess it. The golden chalice that is the vagina. But oh, I am not to have it. But one day, one day I shall achieve the dream and have the vagina. I speak, of course, of a web manga called Spinneret, which is, for the uninitiated, it's basically Spider-Man, but as a girl, and she has multiple arms. And this thing is basically just, how many fetishes and stupid attempts at humor can one man put into an awful, haphazard clusterfuck? The answer? A whole fucking lot. Ah, the main character Spinneret alone. This guy obviously has a multi-armed fetish. The way, like, the way, like, her arms will be used in so many situations, and she'll lose control of them, and they'll grope her. I should have known that was a fetish. <laughs> but you know, there are some fetishes that are so weird and off the wall, you just don't think that they. You don't think to think of them. Like you could think of something outlandish in a comical sense. You could think of something banal, but just something so random and stupid as a fetish for girls with multiple arms. I I didn't know anyone was beating off to Ashura. <laughs> There's someone out there beating off to everything. I, I mean, I, this and like, she's, not only does she have the multi-arm thing, she's buff. Mm-hmm. Um, girl abs is like a buzzword, a strange buzzword in this comic. Mm. Like. Like, the word girl ab- – the term girl abs is a regular term here. That's something I've rarely, if ever, heard in my life up until this comic. But this comic would have us believe this is a regular term. It's just going around. But anyway, you get this girl in this accident. And she gets spider arms and his powers, and she joins a superhero group and fights supervillains. And it kind of – it tries to be silly and cool – in a no more heroes kind of way, but it really comes off as like you ever see a little kid playing pretend like playing a show or a movie he's seen, and obviously he doesn't know the finer points of a movie. He's eight, 
You know, he's he's got the action figures of a car, of like a cartoon that like had like like say he's got gargoyles action figures. He's not really grasping all the plots inherent in gargoyles. He's like, oh no, it's Goliath! Ah! That's kind of what this guy's doing with the no more heroes crazy yet serious yet silly feel here. Well, it it seems like it's kind of trying to be subversive and sort of make fun of the whole uh, comic book superhero, you know, all the different conventions and that and everything. But uh, it it it's one of those where it says it's a parody, but there's nothing to really separate it from the thing it's making fun of. Yeah, it's it's that kind of thing where it's almost like you have you. It's almost like Larry the Cable Guy, who is. A persona for a comedian that's supposed to be well, a more of an affectionate parody of the South. Mm-hmm. You know, not so much making fun of them, just sort of a love letter to the South as this character. But he's become like you. You couldn't. A lot of people don't know it's a dude playing a character. Because he. But on the one hand, I can kind of give it to Larry the Cable Guy because he does it so well. I can't tell he's playing a character. Whereas this comic is like trying to make fun of something but doesn't really make fun of anything it just kind of says hey this is there i'm going to do it too and it's like okay you're doing it too congratulations well speaking of uh copycat ideas and everything i just want to jump on this right away uh if you're designing a superhero i think probably after bats Spiders are probably one of the top animals you don't want to base your superhero around if you want them to seem even the least bit original. Yeah. It, it's like they make they mention Spider-Man a couple in the early issues and uh, say, you know, I mean, they make fun, like, you're not Peter Parker and all these things. It's like, oh, okay, well, you've acknowledged that Spider-Man is a thing, so now we're not going to mind that this is like a blatant ripoff of Spider-Man. But, uh... It- that doesn't actually work that way. And, and but I can't. I'm just so distracted by the parade of this guy's fetishes <laughs> that that Mars like like I'll get to the other stuff in a moment. But I think this needs addressing. This dude needs to get some pussy like today because <laughs> if this comic is any indication, his lack thereof is becoming a problem. Like. Like, uh, like first you got the multi-arm, like the girl, the main character that's obviously encompassing, encompassing every dream fetish of his. Multi-arms, buff girl, probably with the whole long hair brunette and kind of a semi-sweet, mischievous thing going on. This, mm-hmm. you could just smell his ideal girlfriend all over this fucking character, like a stank. Like someone, like, like his fucking dick just shat this woman out. <laughs> She was just shat as a fetish turd right from his dick hole. You just smell that musk. <laughs> and I don't particularly like that musk. That's an uncomfortable musk. And when you smell that musk, red flags and warning signs go off in your head. We need to put that and then, uh, quote in the next promo we do. Yeah. And, and then, like, her roommate is like a dark-skinned girl that's like semi-Middle Eastern and like always wearing kind of not really skimpy clothes. They're not really skimpy, but they're kind of like bad girl clothes. You know what I mean? Like the ones that your average college slut is probably wearing at, at the most. I, I was wondering like about when that. When she's wearing the most. She, she, I, the comic kind of makes it out like she's supposed to be this devout Hindu or whatever, but she's like all 
slutty and never seems to do anything vaguely religious. I I don't know. I I didn't really understand. It's probably to make her. Thing. It's to make her seem more exotic, so she's hotter. You see, uh-huh. again, fetishes on parade, yeah. and it's it's. Okay, or maybe she sees Buddha when she comes, and that's why she's really into sex. Whenever she orgasms, there's Buddha like, hey, how you doing? Buddha! Wrong religion, but uh, hey, you know, close <laughs> enough, right? Hey, I never claim to be a worldly man. Eh? You have to get me to care, and I don't care about this bitch's religion, to be honest. <laughs> I, I don't really care about most of this comic. I... If I, were, if I was dating a Buddhist woman, I would know all about Buddhism because I care about her. This bitch, I don't give two shits. Buddha, Hindu, I don't give a fuck. Ashura, Buddha, uh, fucking Jesus in there too. And playing cards with the dogs, playing poker. I don't fucking care. Fuck this bitch. She's terrible. She's, comic's terrible. And then there's Super Milf. Super Milf. Is a character. That's a thing. Yeah. Super milf, and she has boobs bigger than her head. There, there is a point where you have made a woman's boobs so big, the the immediate reaction upon seeing them is to say "fuck you" <laughs> to the person who drew that. Like it's just like a natural. Like you said, "Oh fuck you." Now, you can't. You don't even control it. It's not conscious. You just see those boobs, and immediately the first thing out of your mouth is an audible fuck you. Even if you're alone in the room, you say, fuck you. Because that's just stupid. There's, there's, you know, petite. No, there's flat-chested, petite, nice, big, okay, stop, and then you're a moron. This is you're a moron. This super milk. That seems to be a common trend with a lot of, uh web manga authors is you've either got the uh they go straight from flat chested like the stereotypical flat chested closet lesbian chick and then they go big like the the larger spectrum of what is reasonably comparable to reality and then they just jump to this super mill you know fleshy beach ball thing and Again, I talked about this on another podcast. I think it was another early episode of the other side, where to a degree it's understandable because you're dealing with 2D. You have to exaggerate some things to convey it to the viewer. It's the same thing. Like boobs, you think of boobs the same way you think of distance, in that, in that you have to go crazier with it to emphasize to so the so the viewer gets the idea. Because otherwise, they're not, you're not going to notice as much of a difference in a 2D object in terms of small differences in size. Mm-hmm. That being said. Uh, there is a, this tends to go right from flat chest to, let's say G cup in 2D corresponds to D cup in 3D, right? This goes right, like, most webcomics go right, like, G cup is average, and then we're at H, we're at, like, double Z, super milf. Like, I, I, I saw this character, I turned gay, like, for a second. Like, I don't like boobs anymore. What have you done? This is stupid. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Go, you, stop drawing. Stop it. Stop it. No, stop it. And like every fucking girl in this thing is a fetish. They're they're if I um if they're not in revealing clothing, they're mecha made. Mecha made. 
total Japanese. Like, every fucking anime stereotype is in this character, Mekame, including being a promiscuous lesbian. By the way, guys, lesbians aren't horny all the time. Lesbians don't go around squeezing other girls' asses, checking each other out. Like, and, like, when like when Spinneret thinks Mechamade might be gay, I felt offended by the whole way it unfolded. And I don't get offended, because that shit's stupid. But I was offended not so much for gay people, but because of how stupid it was. Like, how can you tell if she's gay? Well, look at her iPod. Does she have, like, I don't know, fucking some woodchuck wood lady on there? I don't know. Some, like, yeah, fucking... Lilith Fair music? Did she got that on her iPod? Oh, she does. She's a lesbian. Like stupid fucking comic. Oh my god. Yeah, and they here's the thing. It's not played entirely for laughs. It's trying to have a dramatic story about the horny lesbian. Well, yeah. And some of the re- some of the recent strips. There's a whole thing where Mecha May just blurted out that she loved Spinneret. And now Spinneret's like, oh, I don't know how to feel about this. I'm all flustered. Could I be a lesbian? Oh, I don't know. Of course you're a lesbian. You're written by a horny 12-year-old. <laughs> I was, I was going to bring it back to the uh, the more recent strips because I'll admit I, I, I skipped a little chunk of this in the middle. Because, um, you know, I, I, I just... I got to that point where I didn't really care if I lived or died, and I thought, all right, it's time to speed this up. <laughs> but looking at the the recent strips, there's this some kind of melodramatic development where, yeah, something between Spinneret and the the Mecha Maid bitch, where Spinneret decides that she wants to to make sweet lesbian love to the the robot girl, but then the robot girl gets all offended because, and I'm looking at the page here, and this is the actual quote. I didn't say I wanted to screw you. I said I was in love with you. And then she gets all offended, and then Spinneret just freaks out, and uh, I, I don't know. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, and I could be wrong. If you tell someone you're in love with them, doesn't that imply that screwing will go down? Uh, usually... I mean, generally, it's like, oh, I love you so much. I never want to have sex with you, but God, I love you. That's kind of counterintuitive to how love works. And literally, that's why love is in our brain, so that we will pair up and mate and procreate. That's what it's for. So if you're in love with someone, generally means you want to screw them. So I'm guessing, I didn't see that. I'm guessing now Spinneret is confirmed lesbian. Confirmed for lesbian. Uh, I don't, I don't know, because apparently she was drunk when she said it. So, um, this is it, 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 it's 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 this manufactured shit. It's like, oh, I don't, oh, I'm so flustered from that. Could I be a lesbian? Oh, I really wanted to date this guy, and now I can't. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm a lesbian. It's like, oh my god, yeah. ladies, any of you ladies out there, if another lesbian told you they were in love with you. I'm, would you, I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this, but let's just get some confirmation. Would you suddenly turn lesbian at, at just the mention of a le, of another lesbian revealing their love for you? Would that just suddenly turn you lesbian? I'm going to go out on a limb and say you're probably saying right now, no. <laughs> Leave your comments, ladies. We'll, see, uh, we'll collect the data and, and go from there. See, I have a couple gay guys at the bakery I work at. Mm-hmm. One of them flamingly gay, and one of them is a normal guy who you I didn't know was gay till after or was told later. So that you got the two flavors of gay. If either of them, 
either the flamingly gay guy went for the crotch and said, mm, yum, yum, give me some. <laughs> or the regular gay guy said, hey, got a thing for you. Would you like to go out sometime? Neither of them would make me consider getting butt-fucked. I could still take their confessions of love and say, fellas, flamingly gay guy, you have always creeped me out. Other gay guy, you're cool and I like you, but as a friend, don't want to fuck you. I am confident in my love of the titty. The titty is a beautiful thing, and I will not forsake it, but I'm flattered. I'd, I'd have to I, ask some uh, some follow-up questions like, well, who's on top? <laughs> because if the lights are out and you're face down, you know, I can pretend. <laughs> Could you, though? Could you pretend that, like, a hardened male body was a smooth and curvy female body? Because I would think the minute hand touched flesh... The dream would be dead. I'd like to. I'd like to think that I could, just so I can. I can tell myself that. <laughs> it's that like you're getting ready for in case one day you go to prison. You're just getting your your uh, mental survival techniques down. Well, I, I, don't know, I don't know if they give you a choice of being on top in prison, but uh, <laughs> sure, let's go with that. <laughs> they do if you assert yourself as a tough enough man. Yeah, I, I guess that's what you gotta do. You gotta uh, Martha Stewart it and just break in there yep. and, and own bitches. Yeah, pretty much. You gotta. They say you either the first day you either kill a guy or be someone's bitch. That's yeah. how you survive. I would go for kill a guy because that seems to be that seems to be what would be easier. You know, you just you shank a dude. You got respect. You don't have to worry about getting butt fucked. It's easier. That's you just gotta I, find the right dude to shank. Yeah, that's that's what I always do when I join uh, new internet forums. First day, <laughs> you gotta take somebody out, establish <laughs> yourself. You have to do it with words, though, with harsh talk. Yeah. But, but uh, uh, back to spinneret. Um, yes. Uh, one of the things we need to address, now we've fully got it down, this dude needs pussy like a motherfucker because good lord. Like, it's oppressive how much his fetishes and his need for vagina just hits you. Like, oh, my God, is there any female presence in this comic that isn't riddled with this man's lust? But once you've sort of climbed back in your chair, like ho like hobbledly like Kramer from Seinfeld after just getting knocked on your ass by this man's loneliness, you, can't, you, you hobble back in your chair, you slide back down a little bit because you're Kramer in and up, and you get back and you're situated, and you start focusing on the other things. There's that whole uh, look at me, I can be like Suda51 too thing going on where it tries to be silly and serious at the same time, but it – it's like the way it goes about doing it is like the dumbest thing you've ever heard. Like if I came and told you that there was a comic where one of the supervillains was was Bernie Madoff dressed like a pharaoh with magic staff powers. So you're laughing. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean it, on paper it sounds fine. Because like the only way you could possibly say that's a good idea is if you're one of these fucking idiots – like these fucking teenagers nowadays where you tell them any stupid premise and they think it's awesome because it's stupid and random. Like most, mostly the people watching, I don't know, Panty and Stocking. The fucking, like, hey, a muffin driving a car wearing a bowler hat singing Polly Wally Doodle and let's make an entire movie about that. That's an awesome idea. That's probably going to be the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> Shut up. If you're one of those idiots, you'll love this. And fucking, there's a whole thing of Benjamin Franklin coming to the future like the Terminator, naked, beating up a guy for his clothes, and coming to stop something in the future. It's the Terminator 
but instead of the Terminator, it's Benjamin Franklin. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's your story. And you see, I'm, I'm not 100% opposed to the idea of taking just absolute absurdity and throwing it in there, because, I mean, if, if, if played right, sometimes that can work. But you have to crank it up. You can't just have the concept and say go. You have to crank that shit up. Because if you're going to use absurdity, you have to be absurd. You cannot use absurdity and then just let it ride. Yeah. That's lazy, and that's poor writing. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's John Cleese. That's breaking the John Cleese rule that I mentioned in Cuso. Comedy isn't about watching people act crazy. It's about watching people watch people act crazy. You need to have some relatability to contrast your crazy. If it's just crazy, it's not going to work. You have to have – if you have something crazy, you need to make it very crazy so that we can have some kind of perspective on your crazy to say, hey, that's crazy. If you take something crazy and then just do it and then that's it, like Benjamin Franklin as the Terminator, and then you don't go any further than Benjamin Franklin as the Terminator, it's just a dumb idea. You don't have crazy. You just have a stupid idea. It's it, there's a fine line between crazy and retarded, and that line is execution. Hmm. And this does not cross that line. Context, it just hangs uh, back. Helps too. Hangs, yeah, it hangs back in retarded and says this is hilarious. And yet, what makes it fail spectacularly, and this is the pseudo part, is that it will try to get really dramatic at times, mm-hmm. but it will still try to be dramatic with all its crazy shit. Again, Suda pulled this off because he was so dramatic and so in your face, but not so dramatic that it was overbearing. It was an attitude to it, but it was still like, we're taking this seriously, but you can tell we're winking at the same time. Like, no more heroes, especially no more heroes 2 near the end, where you have that ridiculous final boss, but there was subtext behind it. There was a purpose, and there was, there was craziness. It wasn't just craziness for craziness' sake. It was all part of a style. It was done well. Mm-hmm. Don't do that because it's just like like there's an evil clone of Spinneret that gets a bottom half of a spider and huge boobs in a revealing web bikini. Again, more fetishes! And that'll just try to play this bitch totally straight. Or there is a fucking uh, plot line in which character almost dies and almost dramatic happens because of the actions of a villain named, I think, Dr. Universe. It's like... like Marvel can pull that shit off because they have decades of fucking build up with that shit. You can't just have me take a guy named Dr. Universe as a serious dramatic villain off the bat. Yeah. Like like Marvel developed Dr. Doom for years to create a deep villain and then made like like Dr. Doom, everybody knows to some extent what Dr. Doom's all about. So they can take him as a serious villain. You just have some spandex wearing dupe dupe and call him Dr. Universe and say, oh, and then try to play him up in a dramatic way out of the blue in your silly fetish quote unquote parody thing. Nah, it's not going to cut it. It's really stupid. You just threw super milf at me. You can't then have Dr. Universe and then fucking make me take him seriously. Nah, you can't do it. Dr. Universe, the most qualified man ever. <laughs> He's got a doctorate in everything. In the universe. Damn. It I like 
Spinneret stuns me and like wigs me out a little bit. Like, ew, like, like I've never read a webcomic where I really truly believed had cooties. <laughs> like, I think like if I touch the screen when this is on my computer, I'm gonna get some kind of something. Something's gonna be in my hand. I'm gonna have warts or some kind of sore, or kind of cold sore on my finger. Well, uh, between like you just know so much cum went into the production of this thing. Ew. Like just like. How, I, there was page after page where I'm like, this motherfucker beat off to his this page, didn't he? <laughs> like, she drew this and he whacked the fuck off. There is way that is way too lovingly rendered a breast grab. And then like and then like it'll get really stupid like just all of a sudden suddenly fan service like, why? Where did the, you were you just wanted me to take this series like two pages ago? Now I'm what's with all this? Now you're throwing titty in my face. Do you want to be dramatic or not? You can't be dramatic and then be like, Woo! Look at all my weird fetishes! Ah, scare the shit out of women! I like how uh, you can see her nipples through her shirt, but only sometimes. <laughs> like, if, it's... if he goes more than a couple pages without a booty shot or something, and he's like, ah, man, I haven't uh, thrown anything titillating at the viewers lately. Uh, let's make her nipples semi-visible in this panel. There we go. Yeah, and they, they seem to go off and on. It's like it's like if this were in motion, they're like, woo, woo, It's like someone's playing with them. Someone's got the fucking switch. It's like a kid with the lights on, off, 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 on, off. Well, it would be like on, nipples off. It'd be like in a uh, like a really crappy low budget movie or something where they don't care about the continuity and they'll do like a shot reverse shot, but something about the characters is different. Like he'll like his hair will be styled a different way in the reverse shot, and so it just keeps cutting back and forth. And so every other uh, camera angle, like one of the guys, is different. And and it plus, dude, I can tell you, I've had a lot of lady friends. They can all tell you the same thing. Not that comfortable to walk around with, a, with with no bra and your titties hanging out and your nipples poking through your shirt all the time. Mm-hmm. That shit'll well, chafe, especially if you're wearing a damn sweater and your fucking nipples are chafing on a fucking sweater. <laughs> ow, that, as a man, that hurts me. I'm thinking about that. Ow, for someone's titillation is. <laughs> imagine that on your nipples, <laughs> just rubbing and chafing all day. Yeah, bloody ass nips by the end of the day, just because some guy's horny. Well, apparently she does wear a bra under there too, so that makes it. But how the hell are nipples poking out? I I don't know. I this is like the I didn't draw bra. the thing, Cody. I didn't draw it. <laughs> this is this is like the world's worst bra. <laughs> or is the does the bra have like nipples on it, like that goofy chest plate from Sacred Blacksmith that's curved to be in the shape of boobs? <laughs> like does she have bras that have little spots curved in the shape of nipples? Extra breathing room for your nips. Probably. <laughs> you stupid bastard. You don't even know how bras work. Just go ahead. Confirm everything I'm saying about you. Don't know how bras work. Don't know how titties work. Don't know how women would choose to wear pants. Because I don't care what gender you are. When it's riding up your ass crack like that, that's not fun. It's not comfortable. No one has painted on ass pants. No one wants painted on ass pants. I don't care how hot the girl is. If she's wearing painted on ass pants, the only thing I can think of is, you poor thing, that's gotta be uncomfortable as fuck. Yeah, drive around southern LA a bit and you'll see that that's not that far fetched, but, uh. 
real quick, uh, talking about fetishes, I, I, I want to get to this because this just jumped out and punched me in the face when I got to it. Why the hell in this comic are there furry characters and a three-headed wolf lady? Because where, where, where he'll, does that come beat from? he'll beat off to anything. I, he, I, I guess so. It's uh, literally it's like it's pretty much it's fetishes on parade. This comic, it's fetishes on parade meets little kid playing Suda Fifty One with his toys. Ah, I'm Travis Touchdown. Ah, rah, 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 rah. No, because I'm reading through this, and there was a point where I could have at least said, "Well, at least there's no furry influences in this." Then I get uh, a couple more pages in, and it's like, oh, no, wait, never mind. Fuck. Seems to be the hornier of, of a dateless nerd you are, the more you will lean furry. Look what happened to the dude behind two kinds. <laughs> furrier and furrier and furrier. Does he have a girlfriend? Not that I know of. Probably. He just said something. That don't strike me as the guy that would quietly have a girlfriend. Strikes me as the guy that would be, be on his DeviantArt journal tonight. <laughs> I got a girlfriend. I got a girlfriend. Woo, 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 woo. I'm gonna make a character in my comic based on her, and here's a picture of me with her. Here's another picture of me with her, and they get increased. She gets increasingly more melancholic as the pictures go on. Uh... So yeah, that's that. That tends to be like you'll go more and more furry the hornier you get. Look at like fucking porn artists on the internet. Give them enough time, furry porn. Mm. It's it's an inevitable fact of life. It's it's like jailhouse gay. Like if you go too long without the touch of a woman, you could go gay, you could go furry, you could go both. In which case, good lord. Do seem to be a lot of gay furries out there. Yes, there are a lot of gay. What's the jailhouse gay or nerd gay situation? That's a real thing. That's what I love. I love that. That's a real thing. I love. <laughs> Why don't this you life. explain to our audience what that is, Cody? This world that we live in. It's a real thing. Again, like I said, if you and this is a, again real thing. This isn't me making a joke. This happens. This is a psychological proven fact. If a man goes too long without companionship of a woman, it will turn him gay out of desperation for companionship. It's known as jailhouse gay colloquially because of the fact that if you're in jail and there's none but men, guess who you're fucking when you're there for 15 years? That's why it's known as jailhouse gay. This is, again, real thing, proven, it happens. If a man goes too long without the companionship of a woman, it will turn him gay. Also known as nerd gay for an obvious reason, but jailhouse gay is the most common. This is what tends to create a lot of gay furries. Furries are like the rock bottom on the totem pole, except for bronies. It's like furries and bronies. And bronies, we're going to guarantee you, going to see a ton of gay bronies coming out of the woodwork as time goes on. Fandom's new. Give it time. They'll get gayer and gayer. I look forward to that. So that's why you have all these gay furries. They've been around longer. They got all that jailhouse gay going on. They never know the touch of a woman, never will. No one's, one's going to touch them. Have you seen these guys? So, jailhouse gay. Huh. I, wa I, I can't help but wonder if this will one day happen to the spinneret guy. Or is he, like, so entrenched in his fetishes? Or, or, I know what's going to happen. He's going to turn by. Because I've seen that happen. And that's always funny. I don't know why it's funny, but it's funny. Like, they get so lonely and horny. And they just, like... Like, you'll see a porn artist, and they got, like, all these, like, pictures of girls, and all of a sudden, dicks start popping up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, like, like, you'll be, like, the third page of the gallery, and all of a sudden, here's some dicks. 
<laughs> and then all of a sudden you're in page five, a whole lot more dicks than there were in page three. And it just starts happening. And it's like you see – you know, I think I realize why it's funny. It's like seeing the diary of a madman. You ever seen those things like in like – like like mat like journals in a video game or something you'll find them like as you go in you like the character that's been writing these things is going progressively insane and you just watch this this downward spiral that's what this is like when they go into bot like from horny to buy it's like this downward spiral of lonely where you can see just okay here's some girls okay now the fed is getting a little more hardcore a little more hardcore Okay, there's more dicks now. We're getting into Bukaki. Okay, now the dicks are alone. There's no girl with the dicks. You know what I mean? It's like watching someone spiral into madness through their dirty porn. It's hilarious. The other side, you... episode 13, the Jane Miller <laughs> story. <laughs> it's funny because it's fucking true. <laughs> fucking Jay Naylor. We got to do a thing on him in oh, future podcast. Jay Naylor, I love that guy. He's he's like the gift that keeps on giving. He'll never stop doing stupid shit and being funny. Never in his life. He'll be he'll be dead and he'll do something on his fucking deathbed. He'll just whip out his dick or something on his deathbed <laughs> or some crazy shit. Cause he's fucking Jay Naylor. He lives for our enter- entertainment and amusement. Oh, he does. He is he is a a wonderful human being in how just absolutely terrible he is <laughs> but don't give too much away that's a future podcast oh yeah we, we gotta save some of that yeah spinneret though i think we've gone into it it's pathetic and the guy that's behind it needs him some pussy now we got that out of the way mm-hmm. we're, we're talking about a guy that we don't want to get pussy because if he gets pussy it's gonna make the news <laughs> tell my little fella name you everybody's probably heard of this guy but we'll still explain if you haven't bleed man should I talk about Bleed Man or should you talk about it? Because I've talked a lot, Alex. Why don't we let you talk for five minutes? Tell people about Bleed Man. Bleed Man. Um, real name, Vincent something. I don't even remember what his last Ingo. name N-G-O. Ingo. N-G-O. B-I-N-G-O? Ningo. He's, oh, he's almost bingo. He's two letters shy of bingo. Okay, well, I'm going to call him Vincent Bingo because that's easier and it's funnier. Yes. So, Vincent Bingo. Um... Very popular on the website Snafu Comics, um, which says a lot about Snafu Comics, um, <laughs> more than I could ever say. But yeah, uh, currently juggling three major web comics, all of which seem to revolve around the concept of showing as many underage panty shots as physically possible. Um, dude is fucking obsessed with Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon shows. Uh, obsessed with Japan, and obsessed with uh, raping small children. Yeah, this dude, straight up, balls to the wall, pedophile, and happens to be the most popular artist on DeviantArt. Mm-hmm. Which also says a lot about DeviantArt. It does. It Sadly, it does. As as good as that site can be, it's, it's a portfolio for... M- Countless talented artists. The dude that does fucking Mega Man Mega Mix has a DeviantArt page, and it is glorious. But then so does this guy. This guy has more fucking subscribers than the dude who makes Mega Man Mega Mix. He has more subscribers than damn near anyone. This guy has more subscribers than Studio Udon 
a professional comic studio with incredible talent known for the Street Fighter comic book. This guy has more subscribers than Studio Udon. Well, you know, uh, <sighs> nerds love anime and nerds love video games, but apparently nerds love little girls even more. They make them feel so good. Oh, God. This guy, I want him to die. I do. I tr Because, my God, you, everybody should know by now my stance on pedophiles and pedophilia. If you lust for small children, if you have ever seen, a, like, a Lolicon picture and you have enjoyed it, I wish ill on you. <laughs> but... I don't think I can properly describe my hate for this man. Okay. Take your favorite show from Cartoon Network. I know a few of mine. Now imagine if someone drew it in a half-ass anime style and... Anime in quotation marks there. Yeah, and sprinkled a lot of, uh, a lot of fucking underage panty shots. A lot of those. Okay, okay, let me let me. He had one of his things is called the Powerpuff Girls Dojinshi. Yes, he chose to call it the Powerpuff Girls Dojinshi. It's not. It's the name. Pretty much just takes. It's a massive crossover of Cartoon Network with some Nickelodeon sprinkled in there. Cause you know this guy's like a total hot topic fucker and he needs his invaders in. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And. uh... Son of a bitch. It's have you have you ever wanted to see the Powerpuff Girls as lolis with like skirts that apparently are always up? Like in in Bleed Man's world, there is a strong upward breeze at all fucking times. And I never, I I was happy living my life, never having been able to say the phrase. I have seen Blossom Bubbles and Buttercups panties. No, I can't say that anymore. You've gained a new experience. You've been able I don't to want write that some experience. Off your, uh, off your bucket list there. I don't want that on my bucket list. Uh, and it's this cl melodramatic clusterfuck. I can't describe his comics. They're, they shit, crazy shit happens, and it don't make any sense. And a lot of fucking work went into it. Because it, I wouldn't call it professional quality work, but it's professional level work. Mm -hmm. The amount of, well, in terms of the coloring and the graphic design shit. In terms of drawing, uh, Vince, Vinny Ingo here seems to have gotten the idea that uh, people are Mega Man. <laughs> and their feet just kind of go into this, like from the knee down, a big lump. Mm. Or maybe they all have cankles from hell, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he, he draws in this sort of... Not really a super deformed style, but kind of like he was moving toward that, and then... Well, it's like he you wanted to make the transition I, between realistic and super deformed, and just kind of stopped in the middle, like, eh, good no, enough. No, I, I, I can tell you exactly what it looks like. It looked like someone drew super deformed in a hurry. Because yeah. all of his lines are, like, really quick and going out there, and they don't quite come together to form a cohesive shape, but they form enough of a shape to be recognized. Well, damn it, Cody, this man has three separate webcomics that he has to update regularly. You can't expect him to do shit like take time to, to draw people properly. 
He shouldn't have won. <laughs> Actually, and this guy is twisted. Um, we need to bring up uh, Grim Tales from Down Below, which. <laughs> Where the fuck do you start with this thing? This is a mess on on every level. Okay, well, first of all, it. Who here seen the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy? Now imagine that as like really fucking melodramatic, dark, and creepy, where Mandy and the Grim Reaper got married. Yeah, the Grim Reaper married the little girl he was babysitting, but now she's all grown up and she's supposed to be hot. But this is Bleed Man's art style, and he doesn't really care about grown women, I don't think. So she's not really feet. She doesn't have a lot of features, and her feet are horrifying. Mm-hmm. And like, and then they have two kids. First of all, how the fuck's a skeleton get a girl pregnant? Black magic, man. Just and then magic. like he he looks different because Bleed Man had to make him look more cool, whatever. Oh yeah, everything in this comic is like super stylized, and it's got like all these hard lines and. I love where they do this thing where they'll show people who are just supposed to be standing around and he gives them like these really dramatic poses. It's like that's how I always talk to people. Like I'll I'll answer the door when the pizza guy's there and I'll just like strike this badass pose and they'll be like, That's four fifty and be like, Here you go. It's all dramatic. It's like this gust of wind blowing my hair back for no fucking reason. And your dress up. Oh yeah. I don't I don't judge you for wearing a dress, by the way. I I know you have your thing and I will not judge you. But that dress is blowing straight up, like Judy fucking Jetson. Oh, yeah. But except, you know, not quite as modest. <laughs> no, everything's all on display for that pizza boy. <laughs> uh, and Okay, we got – and of course, because Vinny is hot topic like a motherfucker, the Grim Reaper is, of course, related to Jack Skellington from The Nightmare Before Christmas, and there's a whole fucking – reenactment of this is Halloween fucking and then there's a whole thing and and fucking Tim Burton oh god they do and like yeah Tim Burton the guy that made Big Fish Big what? you mean the guy that made Nightmare Before Christmas? yes Nightmare Before fucking Christmas I hate you so much I hate you so fucking much remember Batman? you did Batman you fuck hate I hate young people. <laughs> I'm only in my 20s and I hate young people. What am I going to do when I'm 50? Yeah, I'd probably just be sitting down on your front, por- front porch with a shotgun, just <laughs> yelling at kids across the street to stay the fuck away from your lawn when they're like two yards away. Probably. <laughs> we're, we're not even on your lawn. You're in eye shot. And you're in my lawn. And you're in my shot. Uh, seriously though, I'm like, and then like the fucking Jack Skeleton, and then Grim and Mandy have two kids. One is Grim Jr. and the other, I'm not making this up. Her name is Minnie Mandy, and for some reason she talks like she's in the goddamn Middle Ages. Her dialogue is hilarious. Oh my god, the things this character says, and for some reason Spawn and the Violator. Just show up for like a couple pages and then they're gone. Why were they here? What was that? Because Spawn is so radical and he's got to have it in his comic because it's got to be super popular and all the kids will love it. And 
And there is hardcore incestuous undertones oh, yeah. with Grim Jr. and Minnie Mandy. Like, hard the fuck core. Um, like, if this comic weren't on Snafu Comics, they'd be fucking. Oh, well, I mean, he he's drawn them getting it on in, like, other projects. Like, you know, his... Oh, that's right, yeah, he has porn. He has lolicon porn. A of ton course. of it, yeah. Dude's a pedo. Um, you got to do a little uh, Google foo to find it, but it's out there. And yeah, he's totally drawn uh, Grim Jr. and Mini Jr., whatever the fuck their names are, getting it on. Mini Mandy, yeah. Mini Mandy. Grim Jr. and Mini Mandy, those are the best names for kids. And then, I'm just going to fucking say it, there's a whole plot point in this comic where Mandy calls 9-11... Mandy from the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy on Cartoon Network was responsible for the September 11th terrorist attacks. Let that stew in your brain. And this wasn't long after September 11th. So right there, Vincent Ingo, I hope to God that a family of one of the 9-11 victims, brutally and viciously beats you, possibly rapes you. Let's let's just throw in some rape. Just so you know, because, I mean, you've done a lot of lowly con shit, and I know you would rape a little girl if given the chance, so let's just, you know, you preemptive strike. Let's rape you. You know, uh, this uh, Vincent Bingo guy, he, he thinks that uh, his obsession with underage children is funny. Like, he's 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 pointed it out in comical ways a couple times. Like, there's that whole thing uh, with his uh, DeviantArt ID is like a drawing of him sneaking up on this little girl. And drooling with his face in shadow. Yeah. and his... Is this funny or is this terrifying? Uh, I think it's supposed to be funny, but... As the TV tropes people would say, your mileage may vary. Uh, there's no mileage. If it's funny to you, die. <laughs> Just cliff you. Woo! Splash. No, man, because you know, it's, it's funny that he's like a potential danger to, to children, you know? Because that's, that's, that's wacky. I want him to get involved in a serious car crash in which he does not make... No, I want him to make it out alive, but I want him to be a vegetable, but I want him to be aware of it. Like, you know, from the story, I have no mouth and I must scream, uh. like from the end of that story. I want that to be him. <laughs> I want him to be in a car crash, and he's like aware. His mind is cognizant, but his body is no more. And he's just in a hospital bed, staring at the, the ceiling, just knowing everything, every minute, and he can't express it. That's what I want. Cause I'm I hate pedophiles a lot. I go a little far, but I keep thinking about these guys and the way they think about children and what they would do and the hurt they would cause and how little they care and like the way the things that go through their mind and it's just it's a snowball effect, it's a snowball. It's just and I just. I want Vince. What I'm saying is, I want Vincent Ingo to drive off a cliff like in Toonses. You know Toonses. I want him to just be driving like in a taxi, and then he realizes, like, wait a minute, the driver's a cat. And then as soon as he realizes, it goes over the cliff. I want Vincent Ingo 
to be in the next Toonces the Driving Cat sketch until you quickly realize that the car crash scene is not stock footage. <laughs> wow, that looks like that sure is some fresh looking stock footage they got for this episode of Toonces. Wait a minute. That looks like I think I can see the actual people in the car. Boom, flames. Uh, oh, Vincent Bingo. What a horrible human being you are. Yeah, and uh, what, what he's got another one, and I can't believe this is the title. This is like the title you think, like, make your own par- Vincent Ingo parody comic. What do you think Bleed Man, what kind of comic do you think Bleed Man would make? Well, I think he'd make a story about a, a little girl in a world of candy and call it Sugar Bits. And he did it. Yes, he did. I swear to God, if it turns out that the candy universe takes place in a giant van, I'm gone. <laughs> like like the whole world's in a snow globe or some shit, but in this case, it's in the back of a van. The child is about to climb into. Man, you just spoiled the ending of the comic. There's <laughs> a scene where it's like his obvious self-insert character, Bleed Heart, is looming over the little girl, reaching his hand out. And my brother saw that. And laughed for days. And we just called it like, we started going on this whole routine about, cause like Bleedheart is the leader of this realm called the Sorrow Sanctum. And then my brother and I just started going on this whole routine about how the Sorrow Sanctum, and I gotta give him full credit to my brother, who's like one of the funniest people I know. And he's like, the, like the Sorrow Sanctum is like what he calls his basement. <laughs> he's got a little sign hanging. Like, like, you just got, like, hanging on a string and a nail, and it's crudely written, and it'll tilt, it says, Sorrow Sanctum, and that's where he brings the small children, and, <laughs> and Sugar Bits, the whole thing, is like, the, is like, he's trying to tell his, his M.O. to the police in a subtle way, like, I've got a little girl, I've lured her with candy, I'm Bleedheart, I've taken her to the Sorrow Sanctum, which is my basement. Clearly labeled as such, uh, I, and we I can see that. That, that that became a running gag for the two of us for like a week. <laughs> Lead man and the sorrow sanctum. And this like fat Asian dude, and if you ever see Bleed man has posted pictures of himself, and not only is he hideous looking, but he just happened to be wearing the most horrible orange shirt, <laughs> brighter than the sun. This shirt. I wonder if he's wearing that shirt under court order. And <laughs> it's like, okay, you have to gain a whole bunch of weight and wear bright colors so the children can see you coming. He looks like a pissed-off Asian stereotype. All he needs is the buck teeth. <laughs> and he's got he looks like a pissed-off Asian stereotype. He got stung by a bee and happens to be allergic. <laughs> Literally, as, if he had buck teeth and big Coke bottle glasses... He'd be on the. He'd be right out of a fucking World War II propaganda poster. Uh. It's a, there's everything wrong with this man, and he has fans. By the way, if you're a fan of Bleed Man, don't comment. Don't let the people know who you are. Keep that shit with you. Take it to the grave with you. But he draws my favorite uh, cartoon characters in like a really cool anime style. And I, I favor his gallery a whole bunch for that. Because it's Fine. like this character that I've seen before, but in like a sort of kind of anime style. And I'm like, awesome. Find a cliff. Dive. <laughs> but, you know, hyperbolic death threat jokes aside, there is everything wrong with this man. Like, 
There's no, there's no redeeming aspects. There's nothing I can say. Well, at least, uh, no, no. Like every possible way you can fail as a person, he's failed as a person. And people will still defend him because they like his art. And I was actually people have people have denied that he's a pedophile. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Cody. Did uh, the middle of my sentence interrupt the beginning of yours? Yes, because I've been meaning I've been holding that in for the last five minutes, trying to segue into that, and now I'm pent up, and I just gotta throw that out there, cause you, I couldn't take it anymore when you brought up his fans. They deny he's a pedophile. They will deny for paragraphs worth of argument that you can't prove he's a pedophile. He's not a pedophile. You can't prove. I've been in those arguments. I've seen those. Bro. Ten people, not pet. He's has on his art gallery a picture of a little girl sucking her finger with an open shirt and no pants. Her panties in full view, and she's thrusting her hips out. And there's a wind blowing her shirt, and she's looking at you like she's gonna mount your dick. And she looks like she's eight years old. And he's not a pedophile. The fact that anyone can delude themselves, cause this madness and stupidity within them to look at something like that and say to themselves, the artist of this work is not a pedophile. Yeah. Well, they, they want to be able to light the work without the guilt of knowing that the person behind it is a monster. Blood is coming out of my ears! But uh, I was going to say, as I was talking with someone and uh, brought up an interesting point how you have uh, celebrities like uh, you remember the fallout uh, that Christian Bale caught after he freaked out and screamed at that guy on the uh, Terminator Salvation set because I do yeah someone was fucking with the lights or whatever and and a uh, bunch of people were like oh you know you know fuck him I'm not gonna watch his movies anymore or whatever which I mean yeah he was an asshole but you know, whatever but I, I just love how people like that can, can lose their fans over something like that, uh, you know, blowing their top in public or whatever. But people like uh, Bleed Man, or it, it seems to be a lot of people on the internet who are internet famous, they can just be these horrible people and have these, these god-awful things that they do or that they're into, and people will make excuses for them. They are like, look at the amazing atheist. Horrible human being mocked a rape victim for being raped. He's internet famous. Mm -hmm. For God's sake, this is a guy that's such an awful human being. That guy with the glasses kicked him off. <laughs> that guy with the glasses kicked him out. That says quite a lot there, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, that's, that's right, and that's sad. But, but I guess... That's that's the internet because the thing about with someone with Christian Bale, he's in the mainstream. His mainstream popularity. Now it is dumb to say I'm not going to see his movies because he flipped out. So what if the guy's an asshole? If he's in a good movie, see the good movie. There you go. But that's like mainstream famous. Mm -hmm. People like Bleed Man are crazy people niche famous, yeah. where they have fans, but all of their fans are also awful. <laughs> like like. Christian Bale's fans aren't all awful. Every single one of Bleed Man's fans, without any exceptions, there's no exceptions, are straight, almost statistically impossible, 
of Bleed Man's fans are bad people. <laughs> that that's that's how like guys like this are. Like that's why they have their fan bases. They're bad people that 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 are making things for other bad people. See, Christian Bale will make something, will put out a product for regular people. Bleed Man puts out product for bad people. Or just internet people. Mostly bad. I mean, come on, there's no good Bleed Man fan. There are two Bleed Man fans. Bleed, bloomin' idiots, just, just frothing morons that if, that will probably talk to a light switch, the light socket, cause it looks like a face. <laughs> And then you have straight up pedophiles. One is a da- both are dangers to society and others. One through their evil actions and one through their blind stupidity. One is going to cause a car crash that kills some family because nah, 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 I'm in a car. I turn the wheel and go left. I turn the wheel and I go right. And the other one's like, where's your daughter? <laughs> Both of these people are menaces in their own little way, but they comp- they compose 100% straight up, no ifs, ands, or buts, no exceptions. Don't even try to say in the comments, I'm one of the good ones. You're not. 100% a Bleed Man's fandom. So that's, that is the difference. I mean it is sad that, like you said, Christian Bale can lose fans if it's something that stupid. Bleed Man has these fans, but you have to look at the deeper, more specific thing that Christian Bale will lose fans for something like that because he is in the mainstream appealing to Joe Q public. The dumb Joe Q public and the more intelligent Joe Q public will say, you know, you're just an asshole. Mm-hmm. No, if, if Bleed Man tried to pitch his wares to Joe Q pub, public, he would be eviscerated and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. I would feel no sadness for the man. I would say, is there going to be a barbecue? Can I come? Are we going to barbecue Bleed Man himself? If so, can I bring some friends? We're having a party. <laughs> I'm usually against cannibalism, but you know what? I'll try anything once. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd ever want to eat anything that fatty, but... Uh... <laughs> well, I eat a lot of fast food, so... hey oh! <laughs> on that uh, On that low blow. Speaking of uh, bad people who create webcomics... Um... I think there's there's one more that we wanted to mention real quick before we wrap this up. Little uh, <laughs> little morbid masterpiece called uh, United States Angel Corps. This is a guru comic. It is uh, I'm just gonna be blunt. It is made by a guy named David Chung. He is a bad person. If you know David Chung, beat him up. Mm-hmm. Don't harass him online. No, beat him up. He's in the UK somewhere. Beat him up. Now you may be saying, Cody, what are you doing? That's irresponsible. Tons of people beat him. I'm gonna tell you why you should beat him up. And you'll say, Cody, what are you doing? Why didn't you say to do more? Why didn't you give me the man's home address? You're being irresponsible. <laughs> You're letting this man run free. David Chung makes a comic called U.S. Angel Corps that is about completely, and totally an agency that sends women to their gruesome deaths. And these are not just gruesome deaths. This comic is a it's a guru comic. It was started on Guru Chan, which is pretty much a haven for the worst people in the world. Guru Chan needs a fucking FBI. Trojan virus in it. <laughs> if you're viewing Guru-chan for anything other than morbid curiosity, basically if you're on there for more than five minutes, you need to be arrested. You're going to kill somebody. Yeah, probably. I'm not... If anyone who doesn't know what Guru is, it's a fetish for mutilating girls. Mm-hmm. And other, sexual like, Sexual violence. Sexual violence, yes, and getting off to it. Mm-hmm. Um, U.S. Angel Corps is that, and it gets... Oh, my God. 
I can't even get into everything. It is literally sickening. On Alex's site, projectafter.com, Max Vader, the cool German guy I had on the hentai episode. He's a, he's a bro. He's took over my comic release article, and he's been doing a good job of it. And he, God love him, slogged through this thing. I don't know how he made it. God bless his fucking saintly fucking tolerance. If I had to go through as much as he did reading that shit, I'd have taken a human life. Go read his article. It is the only comic release article with no comedy, no jokes, no hyperbole. Because he does kind of a similar thing I do with like, oh, I hate this author. I hope he dies. Blah. None of that here. All of it's genuine and rightfully so. Mm. There are things where like women are mutilated and their pieces are fucking raped and like they're brutally raped and then murdered and then like at one point there's like almost a attempt at a comedic instructional commercial thing for this fictional product that turns women's flesh into a rubber substance where like this girl is mutilated and then sprayed with it and then it's like instructions on keeping your new sex doll this man hates women with a passion. Yes. David Chung is going, going, going to kill someone. I firmly believe, because you always see like the fucking serial killers that like Jack the Ripper shit, go out, and what do they fucking doodle? Little sketch, some fucking shit, some woman getting brutalized. That's what this guy does. He, except it's like really fucking high quality, let's say. Work went into it. High effort. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. High effort. That's perfect. Uh, and it's sickening. Like, like I'm not even saying that as a joke. I I'm, I use a lot of hyperbole on this show. We have our fun. I go all kind of crazy. It's fun for me. Audience enjoys it. We have a time. No, this literally sickened to me. Yeah. Like, this man, if he can so be called, is horrendous. He will kill somebody one day, and I hope to God someone gets him first. Yeah. Because he, I'm not even joking. He's going to. It's it's gonna have. It's not. It's not even like I'm guessing. If you go and read the article, don't go to U.S. Angel Court's site. Do not give this thing hits. Go to the article on it or other articles on it. But but I think Max did the definitive article on it because he actually, God bless him, read the thing as much as he could. Stole a lot of it. It's like a, it's a perpe- That's the thing. People pay. It's for pay. You have to pay to read it. Max stole, as he should, pirated it. But you have you pay. People pay. There's a large amount of people paying for this. Yeah. Uh, some of it is free, and I I somehow managed to make it through a lot of the free stuff. But yeah, there is there's more that you have to pay to access and. What was he saying that um, the comics forums have like close to 2,000 subscribers or something, some insane number like that? It's it's pretty high. Yeah, and, and I, every every single solitary one of those people should be a fucking shame to themselves. And I I say this now not as wacky Cody, not as Lord Schmacky Cody. I say this as Cody Buyer, the man, the real guy, the person standing here. No front, no jokes, no nothing. Every single one of those people should be fucking ashamed of themselves. You are all, every one of you, you are all terrible, terrible people. You are, you should be, you are, you are disgusting. You are a blight on humanity. 
The only way anyone can be worse than you is to actually commit a violent crime. You are disgusting. Every single solitary member of that forum makes me sick. Well said. And that's a little sobering way to end this episode. So it's like last last episode we highlighted some really stupid, pathetic shit. This episode was a little bit of a darker turn. This was the Cerebus Syndrome <laughs> episode. We got a little darker. A little progressively darker because we went from fetishes to pedophilia to scum of the earth. And David Chong is scum of the earth. Let it be known. Oh, he is. I truly yeah. – like there are literally – it's very hard to be, be worse of a human being than David Chong. You have to make a concentrated effort. You have to have a Wikipedia article with a victim's list to be worse than <laughs> David Chung. So congratulations, Dave. You're at the fucking rock bottom. There's literally like, – you're uh, there. You, you have created literally the worst webcomic in existence. There's none worse. There's none. No matter – I don't care what crazy webcomic you know. Anybody do this? I bet I know one worse. No, you don't. You don't. U.S. Angel Corps, the worst webcomic online. May God have mercy on David Jones' soul. So from all of us here on the other side, I'm Cody Byer. I'm Alex Berry. Saying, fuck David Chung. Fuck David Chung. And fuck Vincent Bozo. Fuck that guy. Ken is not just a martial artist. He is a true artist of martial arts. Because... He adds a spiritual side to it of, I'm going to kill you, but I'm going to give you about 10 seconds to think about what you've done. He breaks the guy's arms. Yeah. So the guy can't do anything. Yeah, he's fucking useless. And then he chads his finger. And it's like, if you break my arms and then you do more stuff to me, I I'm not give gonna up. Yeah. I'm dead. I'm already thinking about where yeah. I've gone wrong. Yeah, there, there are things that I'm thinking right now that mostly consist of, I could have done some of this better. You know, maybe I could have shared. But then, of course... I had to have rice pudding, yeah. didn't I? I knew it would end me someday. Well, I not, thought it would be diabetes. Not only do I need rice no, pudding, this. I need rice pudding right the now. fuck now. I can't wait ten years for the rice crop to get up. Screw that. The Method to Madness podcast with Sean Ryan and Kevin Gray. Find it online at alphacounter.com or streaming on KNO Radio. What do the Anime Addicts Anonymous hosts think of Hatalia cosplayers? In the uh-huh. Church of Mitsugi, yeah. we will line up all of the Hatalia cosplayers in the front of the church. Anime. And we will have a trapdoor where they will fall into the pits of hell. Addicts. You need to give them a chance for salvation. No. They can revoke their There is no chance for their souls. What if, Anonymous. What if they take off their costume and burn it upon their your souls? Altar? It has already tainted them. Podcast. Visit the anime addicts at aaapodcast.com and iTunes. And you too can join the church of Mitsugi. Hello, this is Sean Russell, founder of anime3000.com. Since 2008, we've been committed to bringing you reviews, discussions, and interviews about anime, manga, video games, and comic book culture. We thank you for your support as our numbers have risen steadily over the years. With that being said, we desperately need your support for our next venture. A3K wants to be the official source for convention coverage. Don't panic, we're not asking you to donate money. Let's face it. We're all broke and would rather spend our extra change on our favorite DVD or collectible. 
We just need you to show our sponsors and advertisers that you care about our programming. That's why we've created the A3K Prize Vault. You can find the Prize Vault on almost every page of Anime3000.com. Just look for a picture of a present. All you need to do is retweet, like, subscribe, or even leave feedback on our articles. We're not asking you to like all of our programming. Just let us know what you think and be constructive. We have several milestones that we need to reach and once we've accomplished all of our goals, we will give out prizes to our strongest supporters. These prizes include DVD box sets, manga, and A3K prize packs. Your support helps us bring more quality programming to our network, but if you're new to the A3K network, here's what you've been missing. Sundays you can look forward to hearing the other side as they provide a controversial look at anime and overall fandom. Two guys in a mic bring you a fresh-faced look at some popular and newly released anime and video game titles. Tuesday, Method to Madness provides a more seasoned approach with reviews and obscure and sometimes popular anime and video game series. Other podcasts found on the A3K network include The Bonus Round, A3K Panel, A3K Radio, Anime Pulse, Fight Bait Anime Podcast 2.0, Anime World Order, Anime Addicts Anonymous, and the Speakeasy Podcast. Throughout the week, you could also see video programming from A3K TV, which includes The Eye Shine Experience with Johnny Young Bosch and Anime Zone. The best way to find our programming is to visit Anime3000.com or subscribe to our various feeds. All the information you need and more can be found at Anime3000.com slash A3K-Vault. Or simply, you can look for a picture of a present in articles on the main page. Remember, show your support daily so we can continue to grow and provide you with more quality content, prizes, and coverage of your favorite series, conventions, and events.